0: Welcome, dear readers, to Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. Remembering is coming a little easier than
1: it has previously. Oh, good. I'm yep. f- it's Glad to hear that your memories are coming back, or at least you're forming new ones. Rather I'm than forming new to, ones, that's correct. We had to retake last week's episode four times, and every time was new for you, but I guess <laughs> for a while it became a little bit <laughs> tedious. I mean... Like I'm sorry faking, that you had to go through that. Faking spontaneity becomes, uh, it gets harder <laughs> have, uh, the more you have to do it.
0: <laughs> Imagine doing it 96 fucking times. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. Like, I can hang up the sign that it has been seven days since my, my last memory erasure, in, okay. this, in this workplace, which I'm, I'm very pleased with.
1: And how would you remember that? that? Like, if you realize that you see the sign and you have no idea what it's about, then you take see, it off. That's and that's it, like, yeah. If you don't know what this sign means, put the number back to zero.
0: Exactly. Yes, okay. Uh, I've put that instruction up there, but no. Like, every day I wake up and I remember what the sign is for, and then I uh, erase the good. six and, I, and I, I add the seven. In erasable dry erase ink. Oh, yes, good. So not, not the… Not the red ink, which okay, yes. continues to be a problem. Oh dear!
1: I mean, are you avoiding the puddles and the drips? Yes. And the... Now, good.
0: thank you for the advice to, that yeah. I should be looking down instead of yes. instead of up to see where the where the drips are. I've fashioned several cunning hats. Would you like yes. to like? Would you step into my little uh, boudoir here? Oh, and I've got some options for you because oh, I think good.
1: that it's, what's with this tub of mercury? That's just for fun. Oh, okay. That's oh. this is for funsies. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> you know, after like, a hard day's work, you just want to have a little. Oh, well, I thought it had something to do with your hatchery. but daddy's no. little helper. Oh. Here's is going orange but it's a rather fetching color oh well okay so let's see what we have Um. okay so we're going to start with the classics like it's against the dripping and splashing so we start with these southwesters they are made out of paper Okay. It is the best that we can do. But you've got the cool drape in the neck, and you've got the yes. sort of... If you're more into, like, safety equipment, I've got, like, one of those old-style fireman's helmets, oh, also yes. with, a, nice. with a drape in yes. the neck. Yeah, yeah. And next up, a series of bush hats. Now, I wouldn't recommend the Australian one, which has one side pinned up. Oh,
1: yeah, you're kind of, like, still susceptible to getting gripped on that way.
0: Yeah, see, that's the that's kind of the problem. It is a cool look. I do like so. the little dangly cork things, though. They're very handy against... I mean, we don't have a lot of problems with, with bugs around here, No, but no. no the bookworms they don't really fly in your face so that's not not a big problem and then uh, once I've got the hang of it, certainly with uh, using the the mercury to stiffen the brims, we've, yeah. we've got our uh, our little stetsons, we've got our trilbys and actual fedoras. I, was say, I
1: see you actually went into the stock of uh, bookbinding leather, so uh, yes, for a few of these hats, which look, they look very nice. So let's I'll let it's you...
0: librarian business, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll, we'll we'll I'll accept that. So what's your style? Because I'm leaning towards a little bush hat. Has always been my kind of style. No, very good. Yes, those are nice. Um, personally, I'm a big fan of the uh, the Panama hat. Ah yes. Now I do have something that 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 resembles it. It's yeah. not. It's not quite the same. It's a Botswana hat. A Botswana. Not- oh. Okay so d- d- there is some differences on the, the other way-
1: side of the Atlantic but yeah the
0: other side of the Atlantic yeah 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 and it's not on a it's not on a straight it's just on a it's just on a coast okay yeah so it's concave instead of convex i mean there's a there's a oh, you there's just wear it upside down then the nice lining is on the outside okay instead of a hatband we'll just call it a ribbon and oh, it's that's like clever. decorative yes yeah oh i like that no i've got to say that that is a very cunning look for you oh thank you so I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with my uh, my little bush hat myself. See, now I think that we can venture out a little bit more more securely. Mm-hmm. Did you bring the boots that I told you to bring? Boots? Oh shit! Yeah, you must have got a little splash of the redding before. I guess. Now. Okay. Well, maybe it was during like the, the 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 second or third take of last week's episode.
1: Oh right. Yeah. I mean, I, I can get you some
0: comfortable slippers. Wait, has that always been an option? Yes. Like, right from the start when I was still making camp and I was sort of r- r- well, you didn't wrapping banana leaves around my... Well, you, you
1: never seem to be shy for footwear. And they are like those the slippers that you wear for... cozy by the
0: fireplace for that's, the that's reading, the kind, reading yes. slippers. Yes.
1: Huh. Did I never take you to the reading lounge on B-Deck?
0: No, you have not. Oh, well, I, at I least mean, I think I, I've, I've listened back to every episode several times well, in the week that it, I read it, and it's never come it's, up. It's
1: where I do most of my reading, so probably that's the reason I didn't take you there, because I like to do my reading in quietness. But,
0: you know, it's like there's... Not- <laughs> has been harder and harder since <laughs> I've been in the rest of your life. <laughs> it has, so,
1: yeah. But you know, imagine, like, a bowling alley where they have, like, the whole... Selection of shoes, and there's like a number of slippers there for people with various foot sizes.
0: Oh, that's so neat! Yes, yeah, and, I the, and they were yeah, for so you have like uh, a, a sort of descriptive runes for the kind of like sink and lift that it has, and whether it's got a little heel. You know, the way that the bowling shoes have oh. just the plain old numbers for what size it's going to be.
1: No, I never thought of that. I just like figured someone tries them on until they fit, and I was like, go Cinderella on them, Cinderella, you know. Cinderella, yes, Whomever exactly. fits the shoe, wears it, or something like that.
0: And speaking of Cinderella, it may be time for us to transform out of. Into pumpkins? Are we the pumpkins to begin with? Or I think we're the mice. With oh yes, that's not, that's nice. Yes. We've got our little hats and everything. Okay, yes, ah. we'll become the we'll become the Cinderella mice, uh, uh, and off we go to the ball because it is time for for us to shine. So, what do we have in store for our readers ah, this week? Ah,
1: yes, this week's book is by William F. Wu. It is called yes. Dr. Bones. Dr. The Bones. The Cosmic Bomber. Actually, it's the second part of the Dr. Bones series. Yes. It's called The Cosmic Bomber. Uh, and <laughs> what we have is, well, Dr. Bones very prominently uh, on uh, the front cover in her Samus uh, outfit.
0: Yes, she's got the huge shoulder pads. Yeah, the huge like, sort of rounded shoulder pads and, and and like a and like a haircut. It looks gorgeous. It's I can bit, tell It's a bit
1: monochromic, all orange.
0: The outfit is fantastic. The, the huge sort of pompadour shoulder pads. She's got, it looks like thigh filling. I'm not entirely sure if that's... Uh, that's correct. of cleavage,
1: rectangular uh, cut for the collar. It's a bit weird, yeah. It's like showing cleavage under the collar. I guess that's a bit of a like. I oh. mean, you really cannot pretend at this point you are not just actually showing your boobs
0: off. Yes, no, but this is this sort of reminds me of a uh, Lursa and Bator, the, the the Duras sisters, the Klingon oh, yes. sisters from uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. They, they have the same thing going, yeah, because they have the same sort of armor that, that the men wear, but they've got the boob window to yep. show off how the twins collide. <laughs> The twin (laughs) twin moons of the Duras sisters. (laughs) So I'm curious about her hair. Now, if we zoom in on on Dr. Bones here... Oh, she does have big flowing hair, doesn't she? So do you think that this is like a, a luscious mane flowing behind her? Or is it coiffed into a disc...
1: That's oh. resting
0: on her, on her head because she's had like a reverse th- widow's peak.
1: I see what you mean. I think it's, I think it's meant to be flowing locks, like uh, blustering in the breeze or something like that. See,
0: that's the hard part of reviewing these books based on the cover because the covers, like, they're, they're just pictures. They don't true, move, so we don't true. get the texture. And like we've could, got
1: the other guy standing there in his like white streaked armor. Uh, yes, he's a bit of a silver foxy, I'd yes. say. This could be actually several
0: characters in the book. So I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. It's like you're right. That was an interesting aspect of, of this Doctor Bones book. There was a lot of classically handsome silver foxy men, men, men around there. Yes, there. and well, well, one of the diplodons, isn't it? Classically Dipl- hot, classically handsome. Yes, there is a which is not
1: exactly classically handsome. It's just like a big. Bug,
0: a yes. big, long, elongated bug with lots of legs and segments and, and judgmental eyes. I've got to say a little
1: bit. And like, but actually, I like the fact that his front legs actually yes. have little finger. Uh, they got little uh, finger uh, grabbies. Yes, that's. Like, I think that's a nice touch. I mean, it makes sense if you're like a space faring species as a bug that you have like good fine manipulators. I mean, you need that. You kind
0: of need that. You you can't get to like space flight otherwise, at least as far as we're concerned. I always always imagine that when intergalactic aliens, like, evaluate Earth and miss the fact that we're sentient and have a space program, because they can't really imagine, how can anyone have a space program before they've mastered telekinesis? Yes. That just makes no sense. Well, they're doing it with their hands? It's a stupid way to get to space.
1: There's a a beautiful short story about that, that like, they're they're meat. It's like, what do you mean they're meat? Oh. A bunch of beings examining Earth, there's a discussion between them. What do you mean they're meat? Yeah, they're meat. It's like, what do you mean, intelligent meat? That's not possible. Yeah, it is. (laughs) You mean have a meat phase like the uh, the, the belt of and it's like no no they're <laughs> actually just meat like how did they communicate they flap their meat at each other <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it basically it's it, it, it's quite sad at the end because it's like they they realize that these creatures can never join the galactic society because there's no way to travel at right. a, a, a superluminal speeds that when they can survive that they can survive or even do because they're like they're not yeah they're not psychic beings or whatever it is that everybody else is yeah, they decide Aww. to leave them alone, and uh, and they actually lament a little bit on how sad it would be, like, if you're thinking that you're the only, the the only race in the universe without giving that courtesy <laughs> to the humans. It's a very dismissive about
0: the, the, the human life, because they're just, like, sentient meat. So, we have these three characters. We have Dr. Bones, we have a generic American man. He looks a bit like, uh, what's-his-face, MacGyver, and uh, the guy... <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you say, like, more in, you more in a Stargate phase, really, but, you know...
0: Yes, the Silver Fox, yes. They're standing on a hazy atmosphere, like there are clouds billowing uh, behind their, their backs and, and bumps. And there's some sort of...
1: I think that's from the, the exhaust from the spaceship or whatever it is, is that's hovering craft there. There is
0: landing or taking off or hovering against a green pitted moon. It, there's a lot going on, which yeah. is how I like it. But, yeah, like, all of my attention was dragged to... I think you already described this, this, this diplodon multi-legged creature in the front, because... Okay, do you know what Hox genes are? No, I don't. Okay, Hox genes are a a set of genes in your DNA, and therefore... Oh, sorry, I thought uh, you were
1: talking about trousers, but yeah, keep going. (laughs)
0: Therefore, (laughs) uh, a, a, a body plan... Uh, organization so like messing with hox genes gets really weird because then you get like oh. different shaped bodies so uh, we know like centipedes and millipedes right yes. and, they've got a, and they've got a head and they've got, got, got all these segments segments is how insect bodies are organized and yeah. they've got these hox genes to organize which sections do oh, what, we can so, do what? Yeah, so. so if you look at the underside of uh, the underbelly of a grasshopper like it yeah. has all those like lines and striations in yeah. it which are the sort of fusion lines of what was originally in its evolution different segments oh, that have okay. sort of fused together into with thorax and these fuse together into a Interesting. head. Huh. Yeah, the, the front part has these little grabber hands. Like those yeah. are legs with grabber hands, and he has these mouth parts as well. And those are legs that have been converted into mouth into parts. Yeah. If you mess with the hox genes of a grasshopper or whatever, you can have legs instead of antennas, legs oh, okay. instead of mouth parts because huh. they're all. That was the, the basic all, they're, function. They're
1: all, yeah, it's, they're, ba- they're basically from, from the same stem cells, and it just like it, uh, yeah. depending on what kind of uh, what the genes tell them to do, they become different. Uh, yeah. different elements. Just oh, okay. legs of different size have, with more
0: senses. It seems so efficient because developing legs seems like a very difficult thing to do. You've got to have muscles, you've got to have a nervous system, yeah. you've got to coordinate them. Like you see the millipedes walking and all of their legs in, in <coughs> beautiful... It's yeah. gorgeous. Uh, and once you've done the hard part, then yeah, easy. Let's, uh, let's add some extra articulation and we'll have ourselves a hand.
1: But you kind of have to split them out and make like multiple little grabbers. I mean, opposable to thumbs is quite a thing. It's like,
0: very useful. Yeah,
1: even like uh, creatures with semi-hands like raccoons or possums you <laughs> They have hands but they don't yes, really have the grasping paws but they don't have the opposable thumb it, like, it, it almost looks like it but they don't actually have that
0: Yeah, unlike well, their ability
1: in? to open trash cans and stuff like that
0: <laughs> yes and impersonate podcasters on their own yes. show and, but, but even bears you know?
1: there was this uh, quote from a park ranger uh, I, think, I believe it was in Yosemite and they asked why they had such a, pro- a big problem in designing trash cans which were bear proof oh, yeah. and his, his comment was like there's quite a significant overlap between the intelligence of the dumbest tourist and the most intelligent bear <laughs>
0: So yes, we can make it so this bear is smarter than the average tourist. Yes.
1: Well, no, the smartest bear is smarter than the dumbest tourist. Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, It was a... Oh, yes. Boo and
0: uh, Yogi Bear. Yes. Yes, my favorite philosopher. Wow. (laughs) Okay, so getting back to the book, we've got got Dr. Bones on the cover. It also says, Beyond Indiana Jones, Beyond Doctor Who, the incredible adventures whose exploits span the... Stars. There's a a punch hole in my copy. There is. We begin with uh, some of the early adventures of Dr. Bones, establishing, yes, like Indiana Jones, like Doctor Who... she is an adventurous... Not quite so much time travel, but yeah. No, not a lot of that. But in, yeah, in a multiplanetary uh, uh, human world, she, she's a planet-hopping adventurous of some renown. So uh, she
1: goes around robbing temples and stealing yes, things. Yes, and, exactly. Yes. Just like
0: Indiana Jones, breaking into temples, making no effort to preserve their interior integrity, uh, and taking out treasures that really... Hmm. They would be fine where they were when yeah. you think about it. Like, no, they don't, totally. none of them need to be in a museum. This is a, a treasured site. But yeah, she's got that, that sort of go get attitude. But uh, she's particularly renowned because of her unconventional methods of, yes. like, discovering and retrieving uh, these items. Finding
1: where the natives have hidden their treasure and then just, like, negotiating her way in there. Yeah, Sometimes. there's a bit
0: of theatricality. Yeah. I mean, she, 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 she claims, obviously, that it's her, her many, like, unique talents. There's a bit
1: of Lara Croft in there as well, I would say.
0: Yeah, with some quackery, except that she doesn't have her bulges in the same place. She keeps her big bazoomas on her shoulder pads. Rather than on see. her
1: hips. I mean, she's got good hips, but, like, it's not the gun-toting hips that Lara Croft has. Right. And I think her... Uh, breasts are also a little bit less triangular, but, you
0: know. <laughs> the original yes so she's uh, uh, she holds she 's a doctor of dowsing Do- oh yes yeah, which uh, a doctorate that she earned at the uh, University of Mogadishu uh, online <laughs> yes <laughs> prior to the incident now of course, there are those who question whether her credentials are genuine, but the incident did wipe out all the rec- the records of the University of yes. mogadishu so. and there
1: are some rumors that she was seen in the neighborhood of that uh, university despite the fact that it's an online university. Yeah, that was it's, impressive. Yeah, and like, I mean, it's, she has a very distinctive outfit that she always wears. It's like Indiana <laughs> yes. Jones's hat. But Stealthy she is not. Maybe think. her outfit has like certain stealth properties that can be activated. Oh, so,
0: maybe it's so much of an eyesore that everybody just sort of looks away. That
1: could be it. Or it's like the... the, the no, uh, I don't mean
0: not, that. Orange is a great color.
1: psychic uh, paper that uh, the doctor's credentials are made out of. Maybe her jumpsuit has uh, yeah. Similar properties that everybody See, just like assumes that it looks like what it's supposed to be.
0: That would make sense because this is my problem with this Doctor of Dowsing. As a reader, I did not have trouble figuring out that she's an absolute quack. But oh, everybody in the yes. story seems to have enormous trouble because she just... I mean, she lucks out and she succeeds. Like, she gets the gems of the serpent god and she discovers the last dodos. Sorry, the last dodo. She discovered yes. that after she'd eaten the, the four of the five last dodos. dodos. Well, yeah, she goes, like, camping. oh, these are,
1: nom- these are nosh. And, oh, there's some eggs here, like. And two of them went into an omelette. And, like, there's, like, oh, enough. we can, like, breed those and put them in an incubator and rehatch the dodos and, like, yep. hailed as the savior of the species, as she is.
0: Thanks to the, that was the insight of her personal mandroid PhD. Uh-huh. Uh, her assistant, which I think is the Silver Fox okay. on the cover, yeah. her her mandroid assistant, whom she she has a great relationship with him because he is a, a genuinely intelligent and inquisitive person. He was the one who who noticed that she was forcing him to cook dodos for her until eventually he managed to convince her. But any time that she she like follows his advice, she can just erase his memory and then it's her, yes, and, and it's, her it's her
1: it's, idea, yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's it's like she got this little key fob uh, that uh, for the car remote, and it just goes beep, beep and it's just like, oh, yeah,
0: freezes him. Oh, that was that was existentially quite horrible that someone could just pause you and then just rewind and erase the... 2 That's minutes, 3 minutes, 4 minutes, 5 minutes of memory. Okay, back. And we're online again and, and we're online. oh, yes, look what, what I, I had, just had a great idea. Are dodo eggs. Yes. And, <laughs> yes. and I don't know where she acquired him. As with many of her, her pieces of equipment. So, uh, it's not surprising that uh, uh, soon after she delivers the uh, the jewels of the Serpent King, uh, uh, a representative of yeah, Earth's th- government. I was a little bit like concerned
1: about like delivering the jewels of the Serpent King, especially since I'm, I wasn't entirely sure whether or not they were actual like gemstones or if they were <laughs> Yes. It was, it was more family of, duels, if, if, Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a t- 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 tricky situation. It's like, it's again, one of those
1: stolen cultural treasures that really should have stayed where they were supposed to be.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Doubly so. Uh, but before, before she has a chance to be faced with the consequences of her actions, she's met with some men in suits and... Ma'am, we are from the government. Yes. We have a job for you because Earth's government has a mystery that they think only Dr. Bones can solve. Well, yes, a few of the colonies have started like dropping communications
1: and essentially disappearing, getting wiped out. Just going dark. That's yep. always
0: a scary thing when it you're a is. multi-planetary civilization. Some of your planets stop responding.
1: Funding, yes, and so someone has to be sent out to go and check what's going on. And Dr. Bones has her adventure professorhood has an established reputation, yes, and therefore
0: they think she is perfect for the job. She's the woman for the job. You're going to solve that. We don't need a team of experts. We don't need like multiple uh, parties out there gathering no, evidence. We're we just need one send to you. rock star.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we're going to give you a ship and a crew. And we're going to send you off into space to go and find and check up on the other planets.
0: And so, also my usual investigation fee. Yes, yes. Always the fee. Always the fee. Yes, always the fee. Yes.
1: She gets brought to the spaceport and uh, taken on board the ship, the, the confirmation bias, <laughs> yes, under the yeah. under the command of Captain Elron Hubbard.
0: Yes, Captain Hubbard. Now, he is a peculiar, peculiar man.
1: You seem to have certain ideas on how to make money. Uh, Yeah. He had a (laughs) a brief career as a writer, but he seems to be more into the convincing people that, like, you could say that he's got a bit of a cult following going on on his ship. Yes, on his ship
0: staffed with um, scantily clad young men,
1: is going to be said. Nothing Um, wrong with that.
0: No, exactly. Planet of
1: the milk-fed boys and all that. A
0: lot of LSD, Yeah. Not welcome at a number of spaceports where there have been mysterious assassinations of uh, 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 psychoanalysts yes. while uh, the confirmation bias was docked. It's a curious, curious but it's, coincidence. But it's, but
1: it's a very good ship because it's like uh, uh, oh, yes. equipped with the, uh, the latest e-scanner technology. <laughs> yes. Dr. Bones is uh, more than happy to join forces with this guy. I mean, they're uh, paying double her with, regular fee, so yes, hell yeah. With, with Captain
0: Hubbard and they set off to go check on the Earth colonies. So the first one they find is this is a troubling thing to discover. It's basically a crater. It's like it's been scooped out. Yep. There's there's not even a sign of the of the inhabitants. Like I was expecting it would be like the Roanoke colony, like the Lost Colony, where you arrive there and there's still like food on the tables oh, and there's yes. still like shoes by the and door. And everybody,
1: everybody just vanished it, into thin air, literally. But no, yeah. this is more like the planet like someone strapped rocket boosters to the uh, yes, uh, like been colony, that's suffocated. Oh, oh, although that's a different book. Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's weird how they're starting to bleed over again. No, yeah, funny that the mm-hmm. uh, ink tide has anything to do with that. But yeah, this is a problem for for Doctor Bones because she has nothing to go on now. Like normally, when she does these investigations, like most sleuth detectives, it's kind of like looking at context and just making random guesses. Yep. And taking a lot of credit for them when they turn, turn out, out to, to be... Turn out to right, yeah. yeah just, like, exactly. Just shoot with a shotgun and whatever you hit, you call your target. So now she has to actually do some investigating. So she's walking around this crater where everyone is looking at her expectantly, to, 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 waiting for her to douse her way to discovery. So she gets out her dousing equipment and she hands it to uh, her android PhD. Mandroid. proceed. Uh, thank you, yes. very good, yes. <laughs> to start with the dousing, which he immediately says, but it, there is no evidence that it... And she just quickly, like, rewinds in the last few yeah, seconds. I
1: mean, that's like, you and douse your way, but if the entire colony is gone, then there's not there's not much you can douse, your, douse at, and like she ends up like the dousing rod points up into space, which is
0: okay. I that, guess we have, makes sense. I guess we have
1: to go there. I mean, like dousing rod isn't that just like Ouija board for one? It's like you kind of have to. Like, <laughs>
0: yes, it's a uh, uh, yeah, it's it's something that's still done commercially where people apparently find the best and cleanest and most quantifiable or, or, or richest source of water for people yeah. who want to dig a well yes. that's close to their buildings and, and yeah, builds a lot of water. But yeah. You drill into the water table... It's going to be pretty uniform. Like, as long as there's a th- porous layer in the rock, yeah. And if there isn't a porous layer and you don't have much of a water table, it's going to suck no matter where you mm, go. You're going to have to dig deeper, yeah. So while she's leaving her mandroid to do the the dowsing, she's doing the, the, a couple of things that are usually much more effective for her. One of them she calls uh, digital divining, mm-hmm. uh, or digital divination, I should yes. say, uh, where she communes with the spirit of Wikipedia on her phone and just looks up some information about the R- local Random f-
1: factoids would seem to yeah. be... More or less relevant to the uh, local
0: surroundings. Helping her to do a cosmic cold reading. Yes. Where, this is something that quacks do a lot, where they just look at the person that they're trying to convince. In this case, it's the universe. And try and piece together what do they want to hear.
1: Yes, unfortunately, like the universe isn't very forthcoming with answers, and if she goes like, I've seen sent something about electricity, and then the universe is just going like, and it <laughs> yeah. really doesn't really work that that's, way. But That's most. She manages to uh, convince Elrond that uh, uh, it's time to like move on to the next planet yep. and uh, see what goes on there, and he's, oh, there's clearly signs that like the next planet is that way. It makes a vague gesture up into the sky. Up and into like, space, yeah. Yeah, let, let, let the navigation crew uh, figure out what that one is. <laughs> yeah. uh, and they go on to the next colony, which uh, seems to have been wiped out as well. But this one's much more v- violent. It's Mr. Hubbard soon discovers with his uh, e-scanner that it's been blasted with H-missiles. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, interesting. <laughs> like,
0: sort of letter trend here, Yeah. <laughs>
1: They're like, uh, they're, they're basically based on the theory that uh, the more you dilute something, the more powerful it becomes. And it, it, yes. for some reason, it's a system which, it, it looks like little bottle rockets which are being fired off, but once they hit the planet, they, they have yes. devastating effects upon it. Uh, yes. The, the yeah. only problem is you cannot miss. If you miss your planet and it goes off into space, it is going to create a supernova. Because that's the thing. Like, exactly.
0: Dissolving this into a bottle of water, that's a problem. If it lands into into a sea, you just killed an entire planet exactly. if it doesn't even hit the sea if, then, it's going, like, if it's going to be diluted a trillion times
1: we're, we're, we're talking uh, extinction level events here like you, you blow out an entire spiral arm yeah. of the Milky Way so yeah it's an incredibly
0: irresponsible weapon it is it's, that's why you have to must have a firing solution before you <laughs> So the fact that these H-missiles have been have been used, like, elevates this from... It's not just merely, look, the obliteration of a colony. Now the two colonies have been obliterated. They could have destroyed the entire universe. So someone something needs to be done about whatever nefarious uh, force is behind this. So, uh, I mean, extra pressure on Dr. Bones, who has to step up her game and, like, perform some scientific techniques that she hasn't practiced in many years, including Velcromancy, yes. which, where she, she opens and closes the fasteners on her clothes and, like, listening to the small vel- variations uh, trying to figure out what the universe is telling her she she opens up like she finds the most unusual life form on this planet stabs it opens its its stomach and reads the entrails that's a, 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 she's a bizarre specs yes it's just
1: like the hard part is like deciding if you have actually found the most bizarre creature on the yes, planet yes exactly and I, I guess that's entirely dependent on how, if you, how your reading is going to go
0: yeah yeah so you she, she does kill a lot of them and I think sends a lot more the way of the dodo finally the sort of last ditch effort on this planet is you know how sometimes they read tea leaves yes yeah that's a tassiography so she does something that's, that's more about making someone dance for her and then reading that the dance steps yes Bob Fossiography oh god <laughs> Where there's... <laughs> it sounded like a fucking fantastic scene, I've got to say.
1: <laughs> yes. I mean, I'd have loved to watch that. Right? Um, uh, after they take off from this planet, uh, which has been destroyed by the H-missiles, yep. the uh, the confirmation bias gets fired upon uh, by an enemy ship. It's like the yeah the Diplodokans have arrived, or at least have returned, to apparently, to the site of their previous...
0: I love how, how William F. Wu couldn't, like... St- to one particular name for the aliens whether they were either the, the diplodans or the diplopodans or yes. the diplodokans in this case, the uh, duck-billed dinosaur people. Yes, that's the one. It's something that the editor should have caught. That, like, that's. Like, yeah, yeah, no, we, we're not going to blame William F. Wu for this. No, of course not. So, Mr. Hubbard fires the sea
1: lasers of the confirmation
0: bias. Which <laughs> I ag- wonder if those are related to sea beams gleaming off of orange shoulder. Right, well, shoulder. in this
1: case it's just a communication laser which he tries to uh, uh, fire off. Fire off into the the universe like tears in the rain. He figures like he's going to use some H-missile technology on his uh, communication lasers. As long as you dial down the power of the laser far enough, it's going to have devastating effects on your opponent. (laughs) (laughs) Which doesn't seem to work quite as well as he intended to.
0: Uh, No, unfortunately, as seems to to be the case with most of uh, L. Ron Hubbard's various schemes... And the ship gets,
1: uh, well, boarded, captured, and uh, they get uh, uh, carted off by the uh, the mysterious aliens, which have been uh, waging war on humanity without actually being nice enough
0: to declare war properly. Yes. See, that's normally how you start, isn't it? Like you declare, you say what it's about and why you're doing it, and then you do it. When we're it comes usually, to war. Yes. But, you know, we're, t- like a, we're talking about aliens conflict. here and they might have different values. We are talking about aliens, like specifically the aliens who have seized Dr. Bones and the crew of the uh, the Confirmation Bias. Uh, uh, a pair of high-ranking uh, 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 diplobodons who, they're high-ranking, you can tell that, because they have the longest bodies. Yes. Apparently the, the, the diplomatian lo- b- empire, While wow, this is going to be such a... It's Diplop- going to go so great. Diplopoden. and Oh, very good. Diplopoden Empire yes. uh, is based on, like, the number of legs that you have. Uh, longest. They're referred to as the longest ones. Yes, that's right. The almighty longest. <laughs> Billipede and Willipede <laughs> have seized, and, and uh, like, these are their prized possession because they realize, oh, do you realize who we've got here, Willipede? Oh, who is it, Willipede? It's... This is Dr. Bones. Doctor Bones, the doctor of dowsing from the University of Mogadishu and, online. And
1: especially for these creatures who don't have bones, the fact that like bones is like such a powerful yeah. concept, they wear them on the outside, so Doctor Bones is like ooh. She's full of bones. She is. That's and, astonishing. Like oh. Did you know that on Earth, because there's always pregnant people, the average numbers of skeletons inside the human body is higher than one.
0: <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. Yes. So seizing their prize, the diplomats bring Dr. Dr. Bones and uh, and PhD to a secret laboratory, uh, a weapons research facility. Yes, the the the, the Bright Sands missile range. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Panaman project. Yes, where the next generation weapons are being developed, but not at the speed that the uh, that the would would like. And so they've been kidnapping aliens of the various species that they've been making war against, and forcing them to work on weapons technology for the Diplodons. Yes, uh,
1: one of the other people who has been captured there is also a human, but uh, Doctor P Lassibo. Yes, who is <laughs> who has been very good at making weapons that seem to work,
0: but are... yes, but. They're, they're like they're very convincing, and a lot of the people who were shot with these non-working weapons still develop the same kind of wounds right. and, and deaths.
1: That and he's got his famous entropy gun. Which once oh, he, yeah. once he fires it at someone, like they start decaying, and uh, and, some, death and death is guaranteed. Death is guaranteed. Yes, absolutely. Within <laughs> and, the
0: next billion years, death is. And absolutely. the
1: diplopodons are like, oh yeah, there is like oh, on a molecular level, there is definitely cellular degradation going on. The weapon must be working, and <laughs> he seems to be very good at convincing them that this is actually a fantastic
0: weapon. But they want more progress, so they put they put Doctor Doctor Bones to work, and she is surprisingly enthusiastic because she knows she's not going to get paid by Earth at this point, and. As is her habit she she dives into she dives headfirst into whoever her current employer may be
1: and just see what we can do and how far we can get around with uh, yeah stringing them along I mean like, I guess she is actually convinced that she is doing what she is. I mean, she's not actively... Yes,
0: uh, this was the hardest thing to figure out about the book. Does she believe her bullshit? I think she does.
1: I think she does as well, yeah. She's, she's convinced that she is just that good and she's amazing. And as a like,
0: lot of incompetent people are. So she uh, rolls up her sleeves, making her shoulder pads puff up even more. Ooh, uh, yes. like, I guess she gives them a few pumps with like... A, uh, <laughs> she's got underarm bellows yep, like the Nike shoe chicken, pumps. Just a
1: little chicken dance and her shoulders <laughs> pump up even more by that. And, uh, you can tell her mood by how far her uh, shoulder pads are inflated but sometimes the time she can't turn her head anymore she's just like right out there
0: <laughs> so she joins she joins uh, uh, Dr. P. Lacebo on uh, on his new new pro- project like it's a cutting edge field of almost culinary science uh, called molecular gastrology yes <laughs> <laughs> Where, yeah, so it's and she has a lot of experience with this as a skilled bizarre respects. Uh-huh. Uh, well, she's used to reading things in someone's guts. Yes, exactly. She refines her science as they're cooking. There's a lot uh, of sausages involved, isn't it? A lot of a lot of sausages, which. <laughs> Uh, uh, which need to be skewered yeah. and so she develops the science of acupuncture. Ooh, I like that one that was one of my favourites <laughs> yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a there's a bit of a problem where uh, her like aromatherapy becomes aromacanthropy and becomes sentient and people oh. start yeah That's gotta- like,
1: that was a bit of a weird scene when the candle mist just wafts off and decides to yeah. go sentient and it's a weird chapter in the book
0: but she manages to like before before the the, the panaman project is uh, is shelved and recognized for the failure that it actually is she managed to pull something off together with dr p Lasipo and l ron hubbard based on their experience with the uh, with the h missiles and the molecular gastrology she develops foamyopathy <laughs> where yeah <laughs> uh, okay uh, by dissolving you know oh, as in foam yes that's the one Yes, uh, exactly, <clears throat> where everything has to be a foam, and if you take any food and you make a foam out of it, then suddenly it gains magical powers.
1: Yes. Uh, lots of First, they start with the, uh, the healing powers of, that Cappuccino has, which is naturally quite foamy. Yes, but then, yes, you know, exactly. They, they, they go into the foamed bananas and the
0: foamed uh, salmon mousse and uh, all kinds of... R- Just aerated foods yes. is, 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 is all the rage and becomes the new staple of the Diplopidon uh, like, military they love it. force. They're like, they manage to keep their captors happy with the development. It's not exactly weapon development which they're working on. No. Yeah, that was the intention. And they are accidentally developing like several radical new technologies that anyone yeah. else would be really enthusiastic about. This is where they learned that the Diplopodans are actually working
1: on a new technology that's supposed to be even stronger than the H missiles. Yes. They are okay. working on the F-bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: And science is always a long road, but they started with the idea of this is what we want to achieve. We want the F-bomb. And then the scientists that they've shanghaied go, okay, cool. What does the F stand for?
1: Well, we don't know yet. It's that's like, for you to figure out. That's, yeah, you make it work. We're the R&D people. You are the yeah. make, making
0: things work people, <laughs> yes. which is always a bit of a... <laughs> yeah, now that's the antithesis of a quack. Like yes. someone who doesn't really have an idea of the outcome that they want, then you have nothing to play on. So they actually, they have to do actual science and they're mm. stuck in their lab. Like they go and develop plans for radical technologies like... Fold space, yep. the dimensional collapsing so you can store more matter in the same space. Is that what you want? No. Yeah, okay. No, that, yeah. what, what else is an F? Is it, it could be FTL, faster than the light night. Is, is that what you want?
1: No, no. It's like, no, we already have that. It's, that's the only way we can travel from one planet to the other.
0: Oh, okay. So, Ooh, what, what, uh, did you want us to solve Fermat's theorem? Is that the one?
1: Yeah, no, no, that's that's no that has no practical application. It's, the, it's it's assumed to be true, and like the proof is purely theoretical, so it makes no uh, no difference whether or not it's actually true. Oh God! True or not. Back to
0: the drawing board. Okay, yes. what else? Did uh, uh, the Fermi paradox? No, there's aliens here. Yes. The, the Fermi paradox is solved. Solved. No, They're,
1: clearly there are aliens, and we know this
0: for a fact now. Is it maybe lukewarm fusion that you want? That would be very useful, but again, <laughs> yeah, already got it. Power <laughs> of
1: H miss. That's the thing. Lukewarm fusion is not as good as tepid fusion <laughs> because <been> so much
0: <laughs> better. That would have been a T-bomb. Yeah, well, yes. So, yeah, realising that they really don't have much to offer. I mean, their last shot is introducing Fuckminster Bullery. <laughs> Which is a good thing to it's do. A, it's a good carbon yeah. configuration, but it's, y- it's
1: good for the uh, for making the outside of the f bomb. Like the casing of the f bomb is suddenly taken care of. And in good Doctor Bones tradition, like just having something that looks okay is generally enough to bullshit her way through. Yeah, and once they have the uh, the fuckminster bullerine and they make a bomb <laughs> casing out of it and declare that to be the new f bomb, of course, still has to be tested. But yep. uh, there's the diplodons seem to be like placated, I suppose, and they decide to give it a shot, try the bomb out, and work towards deciding which next human colony is going to be the target of this F-bomb. Yeah. This cannot happen, of course, and, like, Earth forces have not been sitting on their hands in the meantime.
0: I was so glad to hear that, because I was worried if all of their hopes and dreams were invested in, in Dr. Bones, things were not looking good for Earth. They have not, but in the
1: uh, research centre that they have been working on, uh, suddenly a man by the name of Kelvin Trudu uh, shows up, <laughs> who has been… Uh, he has certain uh, mass control powers where he can like reduce his bodily mass by tremendous amounts, so he can squeeze through the tiniest crack and uh, whoa, and basically sneak his way into the research center and help. Doctor Bones, her uh, man and Elron to escape from the Diplododons.
0: Yeah, uh, I had not expected someone with superpowers to show up. Well, but, yeah, it's being really able su- to like yeah, I mean, like, contort his body into the tiniest crack. He can just make his weight disappear. So this agent of Earth infiltrates the the, the Panaman Project, rescues the the scientists who. All of them, like they, they clamour over each other to claim that they have been trying to sabotage the diplodons even more than the other scientists. They were just collaborators. No, we'll take yeah. you all in. We'll take you all in. Well, everybody can. Everybody gets to escape because they
1: don't know who was the actual collaborator, and they're just like making a grab for it and grab let God sort them out. Everybody, yeah, grab everyone we can and get them out of the reach of the diplodons. and uh, yeah,
0: just escape because they they have no way to to destroy this weapon that's already been built. seized. And, at, yeah, yeah, they
1: can't they can't control that and they can't bring it, so they leave the F bomb with the Diplopodans.
0: Yeah, where it's being managed by a new team of diplopodons, including Tiffany Peed and Hillary Peed. Yes. (laughs) They had such cool names, these aliens. It's always so much fun to come up with alien names. Uh,
1: They basically get carted off back to Earth, where they are squirreled away in a secret hideout known as the (laughs) P-Niche. The Niche,
0: yes, the Niche of P, the niche Uh, uh, Headed by uh, by an actual scientist, so he claims, called T.P. Barnum.
1: Yes. Oh, right, yes.
0: Ah! (laughs) But yeah, so they 're trying to piece together all the scientific advances that they 've made now this comes in handy because, after they 're being de- debriefed, Earth suddenly gains access to faster than space technology, full space technology, the sulfur theorem, they get lukewarm fusion and Fomeop- phomeopathic medicine solves all disease on Earth instantly but they're still under threat from this F-bomb that they don't know how it works until finally the Diplopadans deploy the F-bomb not in a colony but on Earth itself yep, they, dry, they drop it straight on Cape Carnival and, uh... <laughs> and what is going to happen well turns trying, out not much not much I was. I see. I sort of saw this coming because I realized this weapon was built by fucking idiots. Yes. There's no way that it's going to be super effective. Like, imagine. Okay. So the, the CIA had a program in in the 1960s where they paid like PhD physics students, like straight out of university. Yeah. We're giving you a grant and a a small team of three people go work in in a secret lab without any contact. And try to make a nuclear bomb. Yeah. Can you do that as a physics PhD? Turns out, yes, any physics PhD can Can, get to a a working design within a couple of years. And
1: it turns out the problem is I'm just getting the fissile material.
0: Hence, yes, yeah. and, and and that's where the sort of current doctrine of anti-nuclear proliferation is based on, uh, uh, restricting access to the the fissile material. So in this case, the, all these idiots are only going to produce something that that's garbage. The yeah. F stands for turns out flashback. Ah, it is a time reversal weapon, which in the right hands would be incredibly useful, but in the hands of someone who don't know that they have a time reversal weapon, they wind up like reverting all of their actions over the last several months. Mm. And the only ones who are immune from this reversal is... Earth. They're perfectly aware that the Diplopidans have these technological advances, which are being erased as the Diplopadan Empire is being uh, uh, reversed back to the state that it was before they even developed the H-missile and attacked their first colony. But
1: and it also has a very interesting effect on the Mandroid, whose uh, memory wipes are oh, also yeah. re-reversed re- uh, and, and engineered. And now <laughs> it turns out that, she, that, they, that all his memories are back into
0: that. The- <laughs> I guess I could relate so much to the android because my memories have been erased so much as well. It's interesting, like what bit of gl- parallel we have between the book <laughs> and the offense in our library, isn't it? <laughs> what, a, what a glorious moment to suddenly come to this realization! Yeah, where all of his memories come back, he realizes all the discoveries that he's made that Doctor Bones has tried to take credit for. She tries to use her remote control on him, but the remaining flashback bomb energy prevents it from that working. Out. Yes.
1: Right at the end of the book, yet another character shows up. Yeah. A a secret agent by the name of Jane Bomb.
0: Uh, who, okay, yeah. who comes
1: comes to arrest uh, Doctor Bones for her uh, for just being a shit
0: for, for yeah, quackery like, and for and for uh, like pseudo scientific yes. uh, nonsense and uh, um, m- misappropriation
1: Mr. of government funds? Mister Elrond just makes his quick hasty escape with his uh, like removing the e scanner from this uh, ship and <laughs> yes. goes and set up a little uh, side enterprise of his own.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just before he can be inspected, he slaps the mandatory warning that the gov- that the FDA has declared is required for for. E scanners, which says that it does nothing
1: Uh, for entertainment purposes only. Yeah,
0: that's (laughs) what the E means. Oh, yeah, the E. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) like an Ouija board. Yeah, I never understood why they say Ouija. Ouija, yeah. It's we and yeah. the original ones were printed in in French and German and English, oh, so you okay. had yes, we yeah. Oh, maybe that's it. Ouija. Oh, we that's ya. why it's a oh, it's a, a we yeah board. Said. Oh, okay. Like I had no idea that was oh, that's oh, what it, what it came from. You're right? one of today's lucky ten yes, thousand. Yeah, it's from the <laughs> French and German words for yes which oh, were printed on right, the yes, uh, yes, on early uh, Ouija boards. Yeah, okay. I know it was literally sold as a game.
1: It wasn't like... It was not intended as... Yeah, because it it's, it's... It's a spo- parlor game, yeah. It's spoopy
0: fun to play together. I, I suppose so. And, and then make up a story about it. And, and then everything... It like was never a divining instrument.
1: No, and somehow these things start, like, living their own life. Uh, so, I mean... W-
0: in the second part, already Dr. Bones has been discovered. She's being carted off to be tried now. But she is hailed as the hero who has like sabotaged the F-bomb. And, yes. uh, the trial doesn't last long because her incompetence is mistaken for brilliant strategy. And
1: all's well that ends well, I suppose. Uh, the alien menace has been defeated. The <laughs> yeah. F-bomb has actually unbombed the uh, the human colonies. And uh, yeah. so in a way it has worked to fight despite the fact that it was made out of it was a B bomb, really. It's, it's all b- bullshit. <laughs> I mean,
0: honestly, even the the are, are are better off. Like they don't go down this uh, this arms race uh, route in there, and their culture develops in a much more wholesome fashion.
1: Yes, I, I guess that's where the Doctor Whoishness of the uh, book comes in. Ah, oh, very like good. That there's a bit of a like uh, uh, alien culture gets bettered by human actions. Oh, well, actually, Doctor Who's not a human, but fair <laughs> enough. So how are we going to rate this book? Ooh, well, oh well, wow. out of twenty-six, there's lots of letters here, so
0: twenty-six seems good. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'll, uh, F seems low. Oh, it can't very be low. F out of Z. No, 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 very much no. Unless we do Unless reverse A notation. Is, yeah, yes. actually,
0: if an A is tops,
1: then we'll I would definitely give it an F then. <laughs>
0: speaking of reviews you can leave a review for us God what even does that look like at this point you can yeah if you look down at your podcast device, advice you should should uh, have the opportunity to either leave a little review or finger our little star we like the fifth one in particular don't give us an F please God whatever you do don't give us an F
1: even if you have to drop a bomb for it
0: <laughs> what do we have in store for our readers uh, next, week? next week's book
1: is by David Forrest and ah. to my nephew Albert I leave the island what I won of fatty Hagen in a poker game <laughs>
0: thank you for joining us at Cover My Ass where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly my name's Kaki and I'm Kay and remember we, we only, only judge a book, a book by, its by its cover wow we made it yeah we actually made it through I don't think I don't think anyone is onto us no I think we've completely convinced them that we read these books every time we're just as successful as Dr. Bond's
1: yes we are absolutely <laughs> <not>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what? yeah